Hello. Before you begin listening to this podcast, might I suggest getting yourself somewhere comfortable and in a way where you can experience a change of scenery. I want you to set the tone, a wellness mindset tone, so you're able to appreciate the time you're taking right now to focus on your well-being. So, if you're able, go outside and while you're listening, get some physical movement in maybe walking, maybe exercising, or even just sitting outside and mindfully practicing your breathing. If you can't get outside, try to move towards a window. Open it if you can, but either way, while you're listening, casually observe what's going on outside. Sounds, sights, smells, even the feel of the wind or sun. Not able to get near a window? Then do your best to position yourself somewhere comfortable, and ideally somewhere you don't normally spend much time in. Okay, let's begin. Emotional wellness is a very important aspect of our overall health and well-being. It involves taking the time to be aware of your emotional state, being able to name and process your feelings in productive ways. Of course, bad things will happen in everyone's life, and there will be times when we experience negative emotions, but there are many strategies that can be part of optimal emotional wellness. Using strategies to deal with and move through difficult emotions is part of developing resilience. Today, we'll review nine components of emotional health. Number one, being able to identify and process your emotions and proactively address the issues that might be causing negative emotions. Perhaps you are a person for whom emotions are always accessible and easy to identify, or perhaps it is more confusing. Some may have an easier time identifying them through journaling, art, using a list or wheel of emotions, or talking things out with a trusted, non-judgmental friend. Some people are uncomfortable with anger or conflict, yet anger can serve an important purpose in identifying when a wrong or injustice has been done. Addressing anger can lead to taking positive steps to resolve the source issue. Non-abusive conflict is a normal and necessary part of life and provides an opportunity to get to a better outcome. However, for folks who have been raised in an abusive environment, even healthy and reasonable conflict may feel especially scary or unsafe. Number two, communicating how you feel in relationships is an important part of emotional wealth. Keeping your feelings bottled inside when you're upset with another person can be stressful and toxic for you and for the relationship. One recommended way to communicate how you are feeling is using iMessages. iMessages allow a person to take responsibility for their own thoughts, feelings, needs, or behaviors, whereas you messages tend to focus on the other person's behavior, be blaming in nature, and can cause the other person to become defensive instead of taking responsibility for their own thoughts, feelings, needs, or behavior. Being assertive in expressing your feelings or wishes and setting your boundaries with other people are two more strategies that can lead to clearer communication in relationships and allow both parties to feel more satisfied with themselves and each other. Setting boundaries means understanding the things you do and don't want and communicating that to others. Boundaries can be about your emotional needs, physical space, time alone, sexual wishes or limits, financial issues, shared food or chores, etc. Number three, Engage in wholehearted living, which is defined by Brene Brown as engaging in our lives from a place of worthiness. It means cultivating the courage, compassion, and connection to wake up in the morning and think 
no matter what gets done and how much is left undone, I am enough. It's going to bed at night thinking, yes, I am imperfect and vulnerable and sometimes afraid, but that doesn't change the truth that I am brave and worthy of love and belonging. Dr. Brown is a writer and researcher whose work focuses on courage, vulnerability, shame, and empathy. Guilt can serve a productive purpose when it is a person's conscience speaking to them about a wrong they know they did and leads to their taking restorative steps. But guilt imposed by others, or a guilt that is triggered or misplaced, and shame that is associated with things that happen to the person serve no productive purpose and can keep the person stuck in a dark place of feeling unworthy or unlovable. Being in connection with others can infuse empathy and allow the person to move out of shame. Read more about Dr. Brown's research books or watch her TED Talks or even listen to her podcast, Unlocking Us, at her website, http colon slash slash Brown, B-R-E-N-E-B-R-O-W-N dot com. Number four, the basics of health, like getting enough sleep, fulfilling your body's needs for nutritional food and water, getting some physical movement each day, going to the doctor and dentist appointments, and minimizing use of drugs or alcohol can greatly support your emotional health as well. Prioritizing these basic needs first, rather than opting for self-soothing activities, like a bubble bath, pedicure, getting a fancy coffee, etc., can be some of the best self-care there is. Number five, having a full toolbox of coping strategies that help reduce stress can also be key to managing emotions and maintaining optimal wellness. Mindfulness strategies, meditation, yoga, breathing exercises, taking walks outside or in nature, allowing yourself to be distracted for a period of time, making art or music, writing, journaling can all be great coping strategies. Some suggested apps for meditation, breathing exercises, and sleep stories are Calm, which also has a YouTube channel with free meditations, Mindful, Headspace, Insight Timer, and Aura. Number six, there are times when it can be beneficial to seek a counselor or a therapist for assistance in working through emotions related to especially challenging relationships, life experiences, traumatic events, losses and grief, behavior patterns, mental health concerns, etc. Seeking a therapist is a sign of strength and emotional maturity. One of the best tools to find a therapist who meets your specific needs is www.psychologytoday.com. Choose Find a Therapist. You put in your location, but you can also filter results by choosing from a variety of criteria including insurance coverage, issues you want to work on, type of therapy modality you're looking for, gender of the therapist, etc. Number seven, during challenging times like we are all navigating right now with difficult news, nonstop COVID coverage, racial injustices in our country, or polarizing politics, many people find that keeping a journal of things they are grateful for can help them focus instead on positives in their own life. It can also be helpful to limit your intake of news, social media, emotionally taxing movies or television. Find a medium for news that you find easier to take. Consider radio or newspapers online, and a balance that allows you to stay informed but doesn't overwhelm you 
or create or increase anxiety. And give yourself permission to turn it off or have news-free days. Number eight, find things that make you laugh. Laughter has many positive physical, mental health, and emotional health benefits. Laughter can improve mood, reduce stress, boost immune function, and diminish physical pain. Some activities that might increase your opportunities to laugh are watching sitcoms or stand-up comedy shows, playing a board game with friends, or an online game using a platform like Discord, or following your favorite comedian's Instagram or Twitter account. And number nine, discover and cultivate what brings you joy. Schedule things that you can look forward to, small or big. Focus on what is in your bubble of control versus what is outside of your control and be intentional to schedule things that you can look forward to. Schedule a break in the day to do something fun. Set up a masked and socially distanced in-person visit with a dear friend. Schedule in time to do your favorite craft or hobby. Find activities that give you a sense of purpose and make you feel good. Many of us will not be able to celebrate the holidays in our normal ways and may feel disappointed. Intentionally planning activities for Halloween, Thanksgiving week, or winter break may help to balance anticipated disappointments or cancellation. Perhaps you can plan a holiday menu that you wouldn't be able to have under normal circumstances. Plan a get-together with a friend you don't see often. Run a 5k or plan to watch a TV show that you've been excited to see. Well, thank you for taking the time today to listen to this podcast. Every time a blue hen makes an action to improve their well-being, they are helping to make our entire UD community a healthier, safer, happier, and more well-placed to be. You can find the works cited and additional resources from this episode in the full transcription for this podcast.